We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left, we're back. You know, we were just talking about election day in Chicago for the mayoral race, and I got D-Rock Iris saying she probably doesn't even know it is even election day in Chicago. You, yeah, you might be right, man. Yeah. Yeah, she, dude, it was, there were high hopes, too, when she took over. There were high hopes, and, man. High hopes like Obama? No, no, come on now. No, that's that's a little bit too much. Obama, the funniest, home, they, the funniest is when they put a. <laughs> she had posted her Thanksgiving picture, and the food that she had on the table was real bad. <laughs> it was like she had the cucumber slices next to some bread, <laughs> next to. Next to like a slice of pizza, it was just terrible. <laughs> the spread was not spreading, if that makes Man. sense. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Let's give Left what he loves on his birthday. Good film. And we go out to yeah. a young man. His name is Malachi Williams. Monsignor Bonner, Archbishop, Pentagast Catholic in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. Left man. You're going to love this brother. I can guarantee you that. He is a defensive end, plays tight end on offense, but just the speed he plays with. Is absolutely incredible. Look at him coming off the edge. Long arms. I think his wingspan is something like 79 inches, if I'm not mistaken. He's definitely a big behemoth. Just one of those kids that's like you're stronger than what you should be for a high schooler. It's like, damn, even your handshakes hurt my, you know, just, just shake my hand regularly. You know, one of those type of kids. Um, I, I just love the intensity. I think if I'm recruiting a defensive player, especially D-line, D-N, I just want intensity. I just want a guy running through blocks, maybe giving a little bit after the whistle, Flying around, not hesitating. Even if he miss a tackle, just go full speed. Like we saw the guy yesterday, <laughs> Tyler Singleton. Looks like a lion and a gazelle. You know that type of intensity. I think that you mix that with a couple guys like this, just bull rushing and just being destructive, especially as a DM, because that's what we want to see. I don't want to see you catching pigs, or running all the way down the field to tackle a dude last minute. I want to see you just being super destructive in a three-yard span. Are you hitting the quarterback? Are you putting him on the ground, putting dudes in the turf? That's what I want to see because all the other stuff is conjecture. You know, we got – we recruit other guys for that, other guys to pick the football off, dropping the coverage as a rushing back. You know, we got all that. Can we get just a nasty, intense, physical pass rusher? That's what we're looking for, and I think he has a lot of talent for that. Once again, this kid, he's going to continue to climb in the rankings. He just picked up an offer from, if I'm not mistaken, just picked up an offer from Ohio State recently. So all the big boys, of course, Notre Dame got on them early. And all the big boys are coming later. He's an extremely talented kid out of the city of Philly, which is not an area that Notre Dame has gone to get talent. Schools like Alabama have gotten talent out of the area. Schools like Michigan. We got Will. We got Will from Philly. You're right. You're right. You're right. But Notre Dame really hasn't stamped a flag in Philly. So whereas they have uh, a pipeline coming from Philly. Not Jersey. Like St. Louis. Not, definitely no Jersey. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess if you want to put Jersey and Philly in the same boat. Yeah, we got some, we got some guys over there. 
But the thing is, we recruit all over. So, I mean, you know, we got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We like to sample or platter in college football. We just get a little bit of that Canadian maple syrup up there. Got a little sauce from Texas, you know. High or strong, of course. Sampler platters are the best, especially for appetizers. Mm. I'm not extremely uh, fond of things like calamari and charcuterie boards. Yeah, you're not a big fan of the charcuterie boards. You don't do the cheese with the grapes and the and the meats and, and crackers. Cheese, grapes, and salami. Word. Well, you have to be diverse in the meats that you use left. It just can't be all salami. No, I'm just like, saying. Who's making up these boards that you look at? Or are you just looking at, you know, I saw your I tweet know. this morning. You, 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 We need to give you a personal chef <laughs> for your birthday. Little that would be the perfect birthday gift. Yes, that's, hey, listen, if anything, hook your boy up with a chef. <laughs> but I, the the whole charcuterie board idea just seems very barbaric to me. You know, it's like you don't put no warm things on your plate. You just just whatever's in the cupboard, huh? Lines you just up grapes and throw it on top. Some Ritz crackers. It's like, come on, I seen Lunchables put together better. You know, but whatever. We we see the fanciness. The breads be overly tough unnecessarily hard. Like, if I was doing a jacuzzi board, I would put the red lobster biscuits with... Uh, I'll go ahead and remove the film. I, he's not getting back to the film, LL. He loves he loves Malachi Williams. That's all you need to know. It's his birthday, so I'm letting him rock yeah, out oh, yeah. the way he wants to. Go, you just brought up a gripe, though. Like, you it's your show. Boards it's your show, man. <laughs> it's your birthday. Go ahead. Go ahead. You have a problem with charcuterie boards. Are not, are not the, the, the networking appetizer. I hate seeing it at events. I think they're terrible guest uh, invitation type of uh, things. If I'm coming over your house for the first time, don't give me those hors d'oeuvres or appetizers because I think you – must think I'm not hungry or something or think this is a game. So I do think if you're going to do it right, I'd rather you do pizza rolls. Pizza rolls, you know, put a cup of goldfish on there, you know, if you really wanted to do it the right way. But these charcuterie boards these days, trash. <laughs> trash. Left. Didn't they start out as kind of like a small thing and then they became much bigger and it became a trend? Why? I don't know. See, I come from a family, though. Low-key. No, no. Has zero to do with charcuterie. But I grew up watching my dad literally have old-school knife with meat with crackers and cheese. This was just on some straight down south stuff. It was like beef jerky or something? It was like his own thing. Like he did his own custom. Oh, his own meats and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Instead of doing a sandwich, he would just put it the meat and cheese on crackers. And then he would just go until he was ready to stop eating. Right. It was on, wasn't on, you know, 
having a cute board, no grates, no wine, nothing like that. He was just, and I grew up watching him do this. So now even today, man, I'll go and get me, because, dude, the little Keebler Club Crackers are amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Those, those, the Club Crackers have something in it. Man. Because I, you can eat those just straight up. like Straight chips. up. Yes. Eat yes. That's why I love them with spaghettis. I love them with uh, lasagna, spaghettis. You know, those are my things. They're dangerous. Like, I don't even, I probably need to look at the calories and the sodium and stuff. Because they fool you. Because it'd, be like, uh, it'd be like, it'd be like Pringle size. Like, be 50 of them crackers. Right. And if you get the small box, it's like three sleeves. It's like three yeah, sleeves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, these are a lot. I ain't going to eat all of them. So you take the whole bag, which is. And you, dude, you go, you, you take one sleeve and you say to yourself, okay, I'll eat a few. And you eat yeah. the entire sleeve. Eat the entire sleeve. Yeah, the entire like, sleeve. Because you're running through them. Especially when you start doing the combo, you get yeah. the spaghetti with the cracker. You might eat two crackers at once. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, it is one of those things. Now, this is something else my father did partake. I don't know. You ever heard of this, love? Michael Campbell, thank you. Sardines and crackers. That's something as well. That's an older generation thing. That's some country bumpkins, man. Straight out, much. man. Sardines straight out the can with hot sauce and crackers. Well, the Vienna sausages out the can with the crackers. Same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, my grandfather, my my grandfather did the Vienna sausage. Yeah, that was my my people. My grandfather was also the first person I saw eat a sweet potato raw. Some 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 naturalists, some naturalists. Just some straight down south stuff. He just man, he would just sit there, eat a sweet potato raw. And he was like, Yo, son, it's naturally sweet. Like, you don't need all of the extra cinnamon and stuff we put in the candy yam. They hit you with one of them. No, I need the candy yam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I need the candy (laughs) yam. He said, I need the candy yams. Uh, I, I need them candy yams. So you come over to this house, don't come with the with the dirt still on the potatoes. Talking about we just gotta wash them all. So left, what what is uh one of your biggest questions for the defense going into? Uh we already did the offensive. And position. the biggest question, of course, we talked about this earlier is the run game. Can we go under a hundred yards on average? We we not we not even gonna say what we really want is around that 65, 75 number. But if we could just get under a hundred per game, man, I think those are the improvements you can mark and say, okay, we got better this year. Top five scoring offense mm-hmm. and less than a hundred yards rushing a game. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for a championship. All the mother stuff and all the mother numbers, I'm not hearing it. You produced them too at the end of the year. We might be all rings and things. So that's a joint effort. Like the defensive line has to be at the front. Or maybe right? not, maybe not even our linebacker play. That's part of it as well. Being second level all-star defenders and stuff, you know. You know, and we have to stop that trend of the backup running backs doing work. <laughs> that yeah, that, that play- was the crazy. 
That was the craziest thing I saw this year. So we no. had the, the backup running backs putting in work. Yeah. In the run game. Like we we shut down the first guy. <laughs> we like, we stopped watching film after the first guy. Right. That's the only guy we watched on film all week. The starting running back. Backup <laughs> comes in. We have no clue what he likes to do. And they go crazy. Because it's a give and take. I'd rather just give more passing yards than I would rushing yards. Because I'll I bank on us going all the way. Because I don't think there's a, a standalone dominant quarterback outside of Caleb that we play this year that I'm like, man, we just can't let him throw the football all day. Mm-hmm. But if we can stop teams from running the ball all day, then I, I'll take our chances versus anybody. Except SC, we need to stop them from passing, but whatever. So for you, you don't want to focus on the defensive line as much as you want to focus on the linebackers. That's like the number one big question for you going into the spring, these linebackers. Linebacker play, especially on tackling uh, in open space. If we can tackle in open space at the second level, you know, the D-line, I just think it's just going to be pretty standard this year for us. I don't think we're going to have – a all-time sack leader or Chase Young or uh oh uh oh wait a minute uh oh uh oh what up Cam Cam what up man I heard it was somebody's birthday today man hey that's right that's right happy birthday bro man I appreciate that need some of them uh them healing hands over here man do your do your thing from the through the computer son oh yeah you can do that all day long all day long i just uh i just actually um we had our our fourth child last week so i got a fellow pisces oh my god yeah that's right fellow pisces in the yeah yeah yeah, man congrats man congrats man congrats bro yeah four okay i see you like wait a minute are are you done cam Cam, i don't know man i don't know like (laughs) the way he talked about it he ain't done he said i just popped out the fourth one so uh (laughs) we on schedule (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know, you know the Catholic philosophy on it, so they don't uh, they don't mess around. So look at yeah. Philip Rivers, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yo, this is funny. You talk about that. I was just at family dinner on Sunday, and uh, my mom and my dad were telling me that my great grandparents both had on both sides both had eighteen kids. Oh my goodness. And I was just wow. sitting there, I was sitting there looking at my brother like, who even thinks about having 18 kids? And then my mom and dad dropped the bomb on us. And my mom and dad said our plan was to have 12. Wow. And it's five of us, but they were like, Yeah, we like we were talking about having 12 before we got married. That That's was our lot, plan. Man. And I'm just sitting there like. Times have really changed because there's no way I can even see wrap my head around double digit children in this day and age. I can't. Yeah, I think I think that would. I mean, I'm getting acclimatized to four right now, and it's a lot. It's a lot. So having um having double digit kids would just be. I I feel like you almost got to go Old Testament at that point, and you got to (laughs) start. You got to start. You got to start thinking about. Uh, you know, more of a tribal scenario yeah, you, going you on have, to raise yeah, the kids. You couldn't live like in a neighborhood. You would have to live on a farm or something, having that many kids, just because you got to put them to work. Yeah, yeah. 
you got a you got an extreme inheritance at that point. <laughs> man. What's your favorite what's your favorite Malik story, man? <laughs> what's your favorite Malik story? Man. Favorite Malik story. Um I would say I would say my favorite Malik story probably just like I'll never forget like the first time uh this kid like came on campus and um i just immediately like loved his his vibe uh he he was just one of those kids that like knew who he was which i think like can put off like some people uh that like feel like they're like established and in their place and they paid their dues type of thing and malik was never like that type of guy which i really like respected that about him that he just came in and he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna be the best here and um to me like that uh that vibe and like that energy was why i think me and malik always kind of got along is uh because that's always been that's always been my vibe that's how i've always seen it is uh positional you know positional leadership is kind of like shallow and um you know really like it takes like a somebody that knows who they are to really step in and have significant influence um, in a way that Malik was able to do um, in a in an environment that's very traditional, like very conservative, like very, um, and so, very, yeah, that's- Very uh, ranking, it's like a lot of rank in there. Like you gotta do your time type of thing. It's, it's a weird, it was yeah. a weird feeling. <laughs> Malik has been very clear in our conversations that he was not trying to wait no. When he got to Notre Dame, I was like, "Man, you was trying to sit behind and learn from guys." He was like, "Man, I wasn't trying." No, we were talking about his first workout, right? Because like, we were talking oh, yeah. about working out with Matt Bayless, and I was like, "Yo, did you did you come in and keep quiet like most people tell freshmen, like just keep quiet and and learn?" And I'm sorry, he was like, "No," he was like, "I came in loud, like I'm not yeah. trying to the be first, quiet." The first day I remember because it was Amir. You know, Amir's a good dude too, so Amir gassed me up. Talking about, yeah, you the quarterback, man. You uh, you see Devaris, man. Why are you not doing the pull? So this is a this is a Mir Carlisle. This is Mir Carlisle. Yeah, he's like, he's like, man, you you the quarterback, man. You gonna let Devaris not do them pull ups? Now we talking. This is winter workouts, like yeah, yeah, way before the season is. <laughs> and I remember, I'm like, you're right, man. I should, I should tell him he should, you should do those. You shouldn't skip the workouts or whatever. Oh Talk man, over there. <laughs> and this is Devaris. You know, there ain't no regulars. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a, wait, that's a that's a shy town kid. Nah. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a shy town kid. Just, you're talking about it's such a personality. So I'm like, yo, uh, I'm like, what you doing, man? You just gonna not finish? <laughs> he looked at me, was like, he didn't even say anything. Yeah, nothing. No feedback. <laughs> no feedback. That sounds. That sounds like uh, Devaris for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. I had a kick out of that, man. Like he set me up the whole way. He knew Devaris how he was or whatever. So, yeah, he was, was in my like, class. Toot Daddy. If you got a nickname like Toot Daddy, you gotta have like you gotta have serious swag. <laughs> now, on this birthday, I wanted to show you some Chicago love since you just talked about the Chicago kid, Devaris Daniels. <laughs> So I had to bring a Chicago vibe, to, you know, to honor you. So I want to bring in my guy, Jared Payton. Okay. <laughs> Yo. I know you guys spoke out in Super Bowl week. 
Yeah. Chatted up a little bit, but I, he, he wanted to come on and to tell you happy birthday, love. I appreciate that, man. Oh, I think he's on mute. You on mute? Got the mute crew. See, that's that Miami education. You hear me now? Ah, here we go. Yo, no, sure, Mike wasn't plugged in. Man, Malik, happy birthday, bro. Man, I appreciate that, brother. You know, always. always. Yo. Yo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bro, bro. No, 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 no. You got to lean back and show me that hoodie, bro. Wait a minute. You already know what it is, dog. Wait a minute. Hold on. Bro, you know. We are hoodie connoisseurs, and you trying to bro, be sick. Oh, okay. look at that. Okay. You okay. already know. Yeah. Okay, I can agree with that. I, 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 I might need one of those shipped to me. Yeah, no. hey, you got to try. Yeah, no. <laughs> you gotta hold it up. I mean, I'm just stuck. I'm stunting a little bit, man. I got to if I'm on lucky lefty. Definitely. Like, dude. Those are nice. no, hey, can we talk about how nasty Malik was, y'all, dude? Like, <laughs> dude. Like, like, I always think about that because I never played with any left handed quarterback so it wasn't you know you think about traditional righties everybody that I was with was a righty man so um but you see guys that I talk to about how the ball does and like it's funny that that's your motto you guys you know you spin it differently than everybody else right I mean that's just the way that it is and man it's just amazing to think about how tough it is like I know like just being on the outside looking into football now is totally different. The things that you know or how you would go about your business of, of like now for all the lessons that you learn. But when you're in it, man, you just feel like the pressure is all around you. I can only imagine like me being at Miami. That was it's a it's a it was a big deal, especially at that time. But, you know, a Golden Domer and what it means to play at Notre Dame and the pressure that's there every single week whether it's home or away man it's, that, that, that pressure is a little it's a little bit different man and i just i i commend you for you know how you went about your business man you know and it's it's tough and we're talking about being black quarterback as well right i mean we're, we're starting to see that even more now in the nfl and it was more evident when we saw at the super bowl in that matchup with jalen hurts and patrick mahomes and they and both starting, great. Yeah, and we're starting to see that we're just seeing the shift of the quarterback and what the quarterback's responsibilities are and how athletic you have to be now, man. It's just there there's so many there's so many good black quarterbacks for these young these young black quarterbacks that are coming up in the ranks to be able to look at to pick who, you know, who they want to. And I just I just think it's cool, man. You're a part of, you're a part of that that fraternity, bro. Like that's that's when you step back and think about it like that, it's it's crazy to think about. That's right, man. I'm just grateful yeah, to be Let's hold on. Who's down here? Who's in the corner, dog? That's 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 your boy, Mr. Yeah. Photogenic himself, Cam McDaniel. You know what's up, Cam? What's up, boy? Jared, how's it going, brother? Man, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, I'm I'm super blessed, man. I'm I'm honored, man. This is uh Man, I'm looking at these two up here, Cam, and I'm like, these dudes have really done something with what they said they were going to do. Like, most people just say, like, oh, yeah, we're going to start a podcast. And then they, like, they do it the first week, two weeks, the month, and then they're gone, right? Yeah. 
these two are religious with this, man. And it's the reason why it's successful. And you guys found your niche. And Sean yeah. knows this. Malik, I tell him all the time, I'm proud because you guys do, you really do this. Yeah, and you, can, you know how you really do it? You can tell by the people that are watching the videos. You can tell by the subscribers. You guys are doing this thing where most people are trying to figure it out. You guys have figured out the process and you keep growing from it. So, man, I'm just trying to be like y'all, man, one day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jared, I was actually, I lived in Tennessee at the time you we were playing there. I was a season, my uh, my family, we were season ticket holders for the Titans back in the day. Wow. And, and so I remember like when I was young, I mean, probably like 10, 11 years old, going up to the hotel, like, uh, the night before the game and stuff, and I would see, I would see you. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, that's Walter Payton's son!" Like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I did, I did my school biography project on your dad, and like, had all, like I've got his rookie card. This dude, man, just legendary scenario, man. So it's an honor, honor to be on the call with you today on Malik's birthday, this special day. This is a, you see what ha you see what happens, like. The game of football is special, y'all. It like, is, man. Regardless of uh, of stats, championships, it's the brotherhood that that makes it special. And we're all like, we're all linked in some way. Like we all, we, whether you played, you didn't play, what level you played at, we all. It's like we all know somebody through through the game of football and what it's brought us and how special the game is. And I look at my dad and his. Uh, you know, his career, bro. I was on ESPN last week, 1000 here in Chicago. And bro, it turned into like a, a show of people trying to call in every time I'm on radio. It's like a show where people just want to call in to talk about stories about my pops. And I'm like, yo dog, we got like stuff to talk about. They're like, nah. <laughs> some, some dude called from London, y'all London. And he was like a, you know, I'm a huge, I, I turned on my first game in the 80s, saw your dad, and I was like, who's this guy that doesn't go down? And I became a fan. <laughs> I was like, yo. Goes, yo, I went to a thrift store and bought a 34 knockoff jersey. He said I wore it to school every single day, and yeah. they suspended me because I wouldn't take it off. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. dude, it's the, it's the impact, like, the, that the game has and the legacy yeah. that you leave, no matter yeah. where you're at, whatever level it is, we all have a legacy and we're all leaving it in some way. And the fact that the great ones, man, they leave it on a whole nother level. And it's why we're talking, why he, my dad's talked about it. It's the reason why people remember us. And remember people will come up to Malik, will come up to you and be like, yo, I remember that game. Yeah, I remember that game. And you're like, Dude, that's how people come to me. They're like, yo, I, I was there with Frank Gore, Clint Portis, Willis McGahee. What a stable, bro. Dude, like, <laughs> holy moly. I know, Cam. I oh should have went to the Big Ten, bro. I would have played. This guy's an all pro. <laughs> Dude, hey. Hold up, let's yo let's, and y'all are all y'all were all rocking those clean visors. Back all in the, the visors, bro. Oh my the visors clean. gosh, bro! I, I just got chill. Hey, I got chills, dude. We yo. we played at uh, Louisiana Tech, I think it was, 
and none of us had our like our doctor's prescription for them, oh, so they God. made us take them all off. Like they try to make <laughs> us mad, y'all. They just pissed everybody off. No, yeah. we we went and we no we we molly these guys. guys man. Wow, wow, wow! <laughs> everybody yeah. was scoring. Dude, we we try to run the score up just to make it like all right, y'all want to dude. Sean Taylor came back into the him and Antrell Rowe came back into the uh oh to the locker room. He's like, okay, Those we names, all gotta take bro. them off. Yeah, you oh already know God. what time it is. I was like, okay, he's a, he's a legend. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, hold up. I had that uh at the one of the first generation of them concussion helmets, like awkward oh, face mask yeah. joint. So like my visor made me look clean. Without yeah. it, I look, I look, Aki. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might go back to the old Hold on, I gotta find a picture of this joint just so you can see. That's dude, like a Zeke. Looks, that's like a Ezekiel Elliott helmet without his. Yeah, visor. he's gotta yeah. have. He's gotta have that. Gotta a visor. Don't look. Don't look right. If he doesn't have the visor, that's not the same helmet, man. You can't. You can't rock it the same. You just, it's, you just look different. Dude, Bro, look, the podcast. Look my joint. Pretty sure I got that football card somewhere like two or something like that. Yo, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send that to you and get it autographed now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, real talk, Cam. You and JP, you you guys could probably do the best nutritional podcast ever. I'm getting better, man. I really am. I'm getting better. I uh I went from, you know, life and circumstances of like my time and where how my job is to eating real late and I was just eating bad. And so right before we left to go to Super Bowl, a month before the Super Bowl, I was like, yo, I'm cutting out all this bad stuff. I'm going to start eating a little bit more clean. So I found this place by my house called uh, Teriyaki Madness and bowls of rice, like brown rice, whatever rice you want, broccoli vegetables and chicken and I literally was eating that I was eating it almost every day I was buying it for breakfast for lunch and dinner and next thing you know I went from like 230 down to like 220 218 where like I played at and I was like what is going on here plus at nighttime when I was eating that I was eating at like about two and then I wouldn't be hungry again but I was not forcing myself to eat but I was like, man, my body was full by the time I got home. So there was no need for the junk anymore. Yeah. And so I just I just changed it up a little bit now. I'm feeling yeah, man. Oh, put- hold up though. This is the funny part, y'all. Y'all gonna this is the entrepreneur in your boy though. Okay. <laughs> I went <laughs> one day and I get there and the owner's there. And he's like, um, the guy, the guy working by the counter is like, man, I ain't seen you in a couple of days. Where were you at? He didn't know who I was. So I was like, I was at the Super Bowl in Arizona. Oh, he was like, oh, you went to the game? And I was like, what? The game? I was like, yeah, I went to the game. So I went to, you know, I went to the, I went to pictures real quick. He goes, hey, where were your seats at? I was like, oh, my seats? I was like, oh, it, they were right here. And so I hit this video, I hit this video on him. He was like, he was like, what? That's you on the field? I was like, yeah, man, my pops is, he was like, yo, I didn't know. The owner's standing right there. He's like, oh, he goes, man, I own a bunch of, he goes, I own a bunch of uh, seven, no, Dunkin' Donuts, Wing Stops, 
and I bought five of these, but this is on my only one. I bought five to be able to put in Illinois. I only have one. This is it right here in St. Charles. I was like, that's what's up. I was like, you looking to expand? He was like, yeah. I was like, bro, let's hit the numbers, dude. Like, I, I want some ownership, bro. So he was like, yo, let's, let's talk. So now I'm trying to find a way to take something that I love and turn it into business and one of my passions. So I was like, bro, that's, that's the next step. Like, don't just like something, man. If you have an opportunity, make those relationships yeah. and create what you want to create. Like, yeah. what, did, what did you guys do? Y'all created something. Now you have ownership. Like, we ain't going to make nothing in these days working for everybody all the time. You got to have ownership. That's how yeah. you build a brand. That's how you build wealth. And that's what we're here for. We, I'm trying to build generational wealth. Uh, it's not Good, just man. kids, kids. I'm trying to make sure. I'm trying to make more than my pops made. That's my goal. Yeah. Yo, facts. Yo. Architect Yo. your life, bro. Yes, sir. Lucky Yo, Lucky man. Podcast. So you talked about black quarterbacks. You have to, with Cam being a Titans fan, you have to tell them about Steve the Steve. Steve McNair, baby. Steve, Steve McNair. That's my boy. Tell them the Steve McNair first oh. check check story. When, yeah. when, when Steve McNair saw your first game day check. Tell that story. Tell the story, JP. This how I knew. This how I knew I wasn't doing. You know, I thought I was big dog status. You know, I was in Tennessee. I'll get my game check. It was like, you know, I got them sports out every like two weeks. It was like you know, six G's around there, something like that. You know what I mean? So like for, I was paying a little bit of rent. I ain't have no car payments, no nothing. So I was like, Dude, I'm good. So I would go to Best Buy every single like Tuesday when they dropped the DVDs and I'd walk through, they'd see me come through, they'd be like, JP, I'd be like, I have the little basket. I'd just be getting DVDs, just buying stuff. Like, what you doing? I'm like, ah, it's all good. Like, let's go. One day I come into the locker room, see my check. I open it up. I'm like, let's go, baby. It's that time. And I walked over to Air McNair's locker room, man. He had two of them. Everybody else had one. He had two lockers. Yeah, two lockers. Two lockers, OG. Like, had all this stuff in one and then would sit and chill in the other one. Man, it was – I walked over there, and I was waiting for him. I'm like, man, where'd Matt go? I'm like, oh, he in the shower. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. I look over in the one locker, bro. He got a check, like, hanging out of the thing. I'm like, dang, bro, like, what is that? Yeah, I look down. Boy, cool meal on that thing. I was like – Man, I'm like, I ain't doing something right, dog. Oh, one game check? No, yeah. Like he he got it. He got his, he had his spruced out differently than everybody else's, right? right? So when he came back from the shower, he sees me over there looking at he caught me, and he I'm over there looking, and I look over it, bro. He just had this grin on his face, like yeah, yeah, that's real yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's that funny. Yo, that's me. But I'll that's say funny, this, man. man. Cause Cam, you'll like this. This is this is uh this is what the game is all about. When I went over to play NFL Europe, a lot of guys that went over there didn't get a chance to come back and play. There was three dudes on my squad that came back that were on active roster. I was one of them. Kirk Kittner was the other one. This cat BJ from uh, he played with San Francisco came back and we're actually on active roster. We won the World Bowl championship while we were over there. So my whole goal going into the whole thing was like. I was getting, I was getting a lot of, I was getting a lot of pub because of who I was. 
But then when I went into the meeting before we left, I said, if we all ball, it will help all of us out. Like we grind together and ball together is only going to show like, like, right. we, like we, we all can do this. And it's going to give us more opportunities. Don't just think it's about me. And next thing you know, I'm over there and no guys were like, dog, like, I, I can't even reach my coach, like my, my running backs coach, my wide receivers coach. But Jeff Fisher was cool with my head coach. So they were talking about what I was doing. Lo and behold, I was over there balling, didn't know that they were watching and had it on in the uh, in the locker room on the big screen. So cats would come in and they were watching the games, NFL Network. Well, the offensive line was watching. Mac was watching. So when I came back, I came back from I went from the regular season on practice squad, also running with the ones and twos because Chris Brown and Travis Henry were always like banged up. So I was doing that, running all scout team, running all special teams for scout team. Like by the end of the season, I was tired. I literally got six days to go home after the season, get my stuff, go to Florida for four like preseason games. Over to over to Europe, played twelve games over there. Came back, and by the time I got back, it was like we had like four or five days or something like that before we had to go into training camp. So I hit this wall. It was the longest, basically, year of my life. And dude, God was watching over me because there was no injuries. There was dudes that were getting injured over there, falling into the black hole, going to Birmingham where the where the offices were for medicals, and you didn't see them again. So I was like, yo, I'm I'm super blessed. I get back. Well, you after, see after the what's it called game, the uh the Packer game, which was the last preseason game, I hurt my ankle. I made a I made a tackle on um on punt cover and I scored a touchdown. So I'm like, dog, I'm good, dog. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, these cats went to these cats went into they were talking about cutting me and then bringing me back and all this other stuff. Mac and the offensive line went to Jeff Fisher's office on my behalf. I didn't say nothing to him. They went there and said, listen, you, you can't get rid of this kid, dude. He's working way too hard. Uh, he might not, he might be the lowest guy on the totem pole, but his energy and what he means, you cannot cut him. And Mac went and did that for me. That's why I'm forever indebted to him forever because he spoke up and made sure that I was able to stay around, man. And so when I knew that, that's why I was like, dude, I'm not going to, I'm going to do everything possible to take advantage of this opportunity. And so, man, I'm grateful for him. I'm also grateful. My last, this is my last, I got to jump off, but this is my last Mac for, this is for Cam. It was cold one day at, outside in Tennessee and everybody was cold. Nobody, they already lined up everything outside, had all cones and everything set out and like, Everything ready to go outside. We all were going to Mac like, dude, Mac, please, please. Yeah, yeah talk Don't to him. The bubble today. Talk to him. <laughs> Don't stop the bubble, please. You can do it. Mac's like, nah, man. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> hey, I'm like, Mac, come on, man. I go outside. I'm out there catching kickoffs. Mac comes out last, bro. They got everything set up, both fields. This dude, Mac, comes out and says, fish. Points to the bubble like this. Fish was like, all right, get all this stuff in. in the bubble. <laughs> so, I was like, this is, this is oh, dude, OG status. 
inside of the, the lunchroom, they had all these Oilers, old small photos, like Earl Campbell, everybody else. Dog, life-size poster in color of Mac throwing a ball like this. Like, you walked in and saw it, you were like, Dog, that dude, yeah, is, that dude yeah. is the OG, man. I, I'm forever thankful <laughs> for him. And Malik, man, I'm forever grateful for you too, man, because, dude, the dude sitting next to you, that's my brother, bro. So the fact that you two are linked together, right. you guys are doing and having much success, it makes me feel good, man. So no matter what happens, you family to me because he's family to me. And now Cam, uh, uh, yeah, Cam, you family to me too, bro. So anytime you guys need me, I'm always here, man. I appreciate you guys. Happy birthday, bro. Hey, you, oh, you, 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 see you see this? Steve, I, had, I had to get this in Steve Martin, thank you. Hey. Jared, Jared Payton should have been ending class in 2003, but thanks to that a-hole dance. He put the name <laughs> out there, Pete. I didn't put the name out there. Uh, it's up to you whether or not you want to tell the story. <laughs> most, people, most, hey, most people don't know that you were actually committed to the University of Notre Dame. Most people don't know that. Bro. That's that's wild, right? Oh, <laughs> Malik, we would have been real fam, dog. Yeah, I, I already I committed to Notre Dame, bro. They were already on like some coaches like retreat type deal, and bro, I have I wore my pullover to Notre Dame to school, and everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, he's going to ND." And let let you know, man, I get a phone call just saying that like. Something went down and like something went down. Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? It didn't make sense to me. And my pops, my pops was sick at the time, dude. He was my pops was pissed. He was calling everybody that he knew that was a part of the that was a part of Notre Dame that had links that was donors. They're like, Y'all better fix this. Y'all better fix this, dog. He's he was screaming at people, dude. So upset. But you know. That's kind of how that's kind of how it goes. I haven't found out the true true story yet. So if anybody <laughs> knows, you know, anybody knows, Zorich told me something, but I don't. I mean, he's kind of tapped in. So I l- listen. Could you imagine me with that golden dough, bro? Bro, it would have been, been perfect, crazy, bro. Dude, come on, I would have been close to the crib too. Catholic school boy, like it would have been perfect. Yeah, Sean, dude, Sean and I, Sean would hey, yeah, Sean. Our relationship yeah. might be different, fam. might be you different because we're already like we're already like this. We probably, yeah, we probably be crazy. Yo, bro, you want to go to South Bend this week, dog? You got them, want to get them sideline passes, fam? You yeah, know. Yeah, I already know how he be getting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, love you guys, man. I got to hop off, bro. Hey, man, we appreciate you for joining us, bro. Thank you, brother. Always love. Honor, man. Honor, man. I'll talk to y'all later. All right. Uh, once again, thanks, Jared Payton. I have to show you some Chicago love, bro. You guys are getting a chance to connect out at the Super Bowl in Arizona when you both were out there. But he was like, yo, let me hop on and say happy birthday to Malik. That's Love to awesome. let you pass. And Cam, the connection you have to him and Tennessee, the Titans and, and his dad and the biology group, that's crazy, bro. That's 
That's crazy. Yeah, I can man. assure you he's going to hit me up after the show, like, make sure you send me Cam's information. Like, I already know. <laughs> he's going to like, man, make sure you send me Cam's information. But yeah, that man. people people don't know he's Notre Dame through and through. Like, he, yeah. like that was his dream school. Like, he was wow. going to play He was gonna play soccer, lacrosse, and football. Like, he was all state. He was, like, under Going 16. for that Ernie, Ernie Davis kind of. Yeah, vibe, he was. Huh? He was USA under 16 soccer team. He was like one of the best in the nation in soccer, right? Because he didn't start playing football until his junior year. Wow. And then he blew up. He played quarterback. He played option quarterback. He played whatever, yeah. And then they switched him to running back. So it would have been him and Julius Jones, bro, in that 99 class. My workout workout was the hill workout like my whole life. Oh, that his dad did? Yeah. Like even even in – even at like when I was at ND, we would go to the the Michigan uh, State Park dunes. Oh, those sand dunes! Oh my! And, God. and I would go run. I would go run up those dunes, and every time we go out there, I was thinking of, I was thinking of Walter Payton, because you know, that was his that was his mo, and it works, bro. Like yeah, you go in there, like you learn how to keep your your feet running up those things. Uh, you start developing some insane balance and strength. Um, different kind of muscle twitching. Yeah. Different. Different for sure. So guys, I appreciate you. Uh yeah. just oh, coming on. Malik. Family, bro. Happy birthday, brother. We gotta catch Thank up you. here soon. Are you still going to oh. Ireland? Yeah, we should be. Yeah, we get a we got a call later today about it. So mm-hmm. okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'm looking to get out there too. So uh All hopefully right, I'll see you out there. All right, bro. All right, man. Love you guys. Yep. That's Cam McDaniel. I tried to make you feel special today, bro. Cam, man, that's hey, you did a great job, man. I feel special already. The day is only just beginning. Get on some of that Nora after the show. You know how I go there. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh man, you're gonna sip sip on some Lenora. So, number one question going into look, they said they would jump in when they could. We didn't get to our second defensive question going into the spring. Number one is the linebackers. Number two for you, what is it going to be? 
I think it should be Al Golden left. Mm, Some questionable okay. decisions at key points of games. I want to see if he's that's you very know, true. Yeah, he he complicated things last year. Iron the shirt. Mm. You know, the shirt, the shirt was a little wrinkled. Yeah. Can he iron the shirt? Can he get the little crevices out? You know, you had a couple stains on there. We was questioning. He could iron the shirt out. I think it'll just fit better for everybody defensively because I think talent-wise, we're only getting better. Mm-hmm. Just overall defensive talent, I think we've gotten better. Now we just got to smooth it all out. Man, that's definitely – I don't think there are many questions in the defensive backfield, but I think you have to question who the starting safeties will be. We assume yes. that Xavier Watts and Ramon Henderson will be the guys. But when you have Thomas Harper, who can play free safety, also play the nickel, man, you have to question whether Clarence Lewis makes the move. With Xavier Christian Watts. Gray, I can tell you now, Christian Gray has acclimated. Christian Gray came in like you left. Mm, yeah. Christian, Christian Gray came in like, I'm I'm being me. I'm not yeah. being quiet. Like, what's up? This is me. This Great, is my man. personality. Absolutely. So I push for him. I think in the 23 class, him and Charles Jackson were my choices for first round picks as I project from that yeah. class. So I look for him to get on the field early. And Clarence Lewis, in my opinion, would be a great safety. He's long enough. He's big enough. He's fast enough. It would be a great move and add more depth to the back end. But I still have some questions about the safety position going into this sprint. Okay. That makes sense. So we have linebackers number one. We have Al Golden, number two. The man talk about some questionable calls at key moments of game. And third, I'm gonna say the safeties. Adele. Man, I agree with let's that. Let's get let's get through the super chats today. Thank you, Truman, Theodore Dumel. Thank you for the super chat. Happy birthday, Lefty. Enjoy thoughts on Rudolph. What can we expect? Give us a Virginia Tech scouting report. Once again, happy birthday. Be blessed, fam. Well, he gave a full scouting report on Joe Rudolph. You know, he had a relationship, left your relationship with him when you were trying to decide where you would transfer to and how it continued after that. You were pretty thorough in letting the fan base know what to expect from Joe Rudolph. Great fit. Yep. Just in the gal. Thank you for the super chat. 3128 in honor of the Music City Bowl game victory over LSU 3128, the 2014 Music City Bowl MVP. You still have your MVP trophy, bro? Yeah, I got my grandma's house. Oh, yeah, you let grandma hold on to it. Hold on. They were favored by eight and a half. God. Yeah, you didn't know that. That's a huge margin. What did they think we was trash or something? Good. Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> because you remember that you guys had went on that that losing streak at the end of the season. That's right. But so. eight and a half is a little ridiculous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for eight and a half for a neutral site. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Hewlett said, "Happy birthday, left." I'm just saying. Thanks, Jason. Oh, Irish. Thank you, Jason. And last but not least, I got Mark One. Nice show, guys. LL on point. Always. We love to spin it different. That's what we do. Left, man. I say it for others. 
but I couldn't do this without you, bro. Man, we need it, man. We doing um, this strong. Will we on 400 episodes at least? It's weird. I don't think people understand how organic the relationship is. Like literally from the <laughs> first time we spoke on the phone, what you see each and every day was that first phone call. First phone call. And like we, we had to do this forever. It feels forever. Like. Forever. It was like, yo, yeah. What's up? You want to do a podcast? Oh, yeah. What's up? And then, dude, and from there we went. And it's crazy. And we were blind and really didn't know what the heck we were doing. And we were just going live, doing shows. We probably shouldn't have gone live to start. But, hey, we yeah. did. <laughs> and, you know, now we have LL Nation. We have supporters. Guys are downloading our podcast. We continue to break records each and every month with our downloads on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And it's because of you guys. And our authentic energy is what you get every day. Every day. And we knew coming into this space that it was going to be different. We knew that. And that's why we said we spin it different. We both just happen to be lefties and the spin off a of lefty is different. It's just different. But Yo, even the shot, even the shot looked different. Yeah, man. So <laughs> when I tell you the abundant and eternal favor and blessings of God upon you, your family and your children and everyone connected to you, bro, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It was divinely orchestrated that we came together and we met the way we did. And uh, I appreciate you immensely for who you are absolutely gc the gc birthday wish man man, bro. Over, man i don't need nothing else you you <laughs> are you are my andre 3000 real to this outcast fit that talks notre dame football bro and i'm I'm, I'm i'm gladly big boy <laughs> i'm gladly big boy i'm gladly big boy man yeah i'm not gonna I'm, be outside no grocery store playing the clarinet though <laughs> man so with that said man enjoy your day 28 happy birthday that means we're two wait two years away from doing something huge that's what that means oh yeah that's all it is we just get geared <laughs> up for that geared up for the day that's all you know what time it is it's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, make sure that you drink responsibly. Um, yo, <laughs> I want to put LeBron James on the Petty Train so bad, man, but I feel bad for him. You know, Mr. Drama himself, but... 
I would put Giannis Antetokounmpo on the party train, man. Like, even yeah. though I know it was like scripted and everything, Giannis got that foreign sarcasm that yeah, it and it comes across America. right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, come on, Giannis, bro, like, you being really, petty. Really, yeah, Katie is not gonna like that. No, you being petty, and I don't know if you saw Michael Cooper, former Los Angeles Laker. He had a response for J. JJ Reddick has been getting he's pretty much getting pummeled by former NBA players. You know what Dominique Wilkins said? said yes, I did. Said the I man did. was an idiot. Said he I was did. I did. And, and Michael Cooper told him if you played in my air, I would lock you down and send you to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> they really go hard on JJ Reddick, huh? Man, dude, <laughs> JJ. Man, relax. Just relax. Just, just relax, man. Just don't say anything else. Just, just do your job. The worst example. You can't say Steph, man. No, man. As many no. people think Steph has been the 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 least likely to be ready to play in the '80s. You don't brought up the worst example. Hey, man, it's Michael Campbell. I can't drop the Stevie Wonder song because copyright. They gonna come get us and take our money. And I don't want that. that. They definitely, they definitely will hit us up immediately after the show. Like, you know, they got the algorithms, man. So for left, I'm Sean Davis. Have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget tomorrow. Robert Hainsey, former Notre Dame offensive lineman, Robert Hainsey joins us right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. Have a great Tuesday, but most of all, make sure that you spin it different.